guys, you've reached. Hi guys, Real Talk with Tracy. I'm sort of in the mood to do a podcast today and at the same time I'm kind of wishy, wishy-washy about it. Um, I was thinking today for some reason about a teacher that I had in elementary school. His name was Mr. Burke and it was in Agora in California and I remember I got into his class and I was so excited. He was like Mr. Personality. He was the most popular teacher. Everybody wanted to have him. And I remember as a kid feeling just elated and joyful that I got into his class. And then one day I came into class. I don't know what had happened, but they told the class that they were splitting up the class, that they were taking a handful of students from a few different classes and putting them into another class with a a different teacher. And that they randomly picked certain students that, that, you know, there's nothing wrong with the students. They didn't like single out the students, but just they randomly picked these students who would be leaving his class and going to this new teacher. And I was one of those students. And, oh gosh, I remember just feeling completely abandoned. I felt so sad. This had been a teacher that I had heard about. This had been a teacher that I adored. This was somebody's class that I really wanted to be in. And it was like the feeling, even now when I look back, and I'm going to be 59, When I look back, it's like someone invites you to a party and you get to that party and it's like, whoa, I got invited to this party. How freaking cool is this? And you get to the party and you've just maybe had a couple hors d'oeuvres and then they ask you, um, you know, gee, we're sorry, but we're over our limit and we're going to have to ask you to leave. You can't stay at the party. And it's like, what? Yeah, we're really, oh gee, we're really sorry. So basically I got taken out of this class and I felt horrible. And I think that was kind of my second feeling of feeling kind of abandoned. My first feeling, and I do a podcast on this, is when I was a kid And this little boy who I just absolutely adored told me he couldn't play with me anymore. And I do a podcast on this whole thing. If you want to hear it, you can look it up. Um, And I said, why? He says, well, you know, my mommy, she doesn't want me to play with you because you're a Jewish. And I'm like, what does that mean? What's a Jewish? He said, I don't know, but it must be really bad because I can't play with you after today. So those two incidents in my life hit me rather hard. It's something that I remember, um, the feelings. And when abandonment comes again, the feelings kind of come back up forward. So when my... Dad, who's really my uncle, Mickey, 
when he left my mother and I, um, I was raised by my aunt and uncle and I do a podcast on this. No kidding. But anyways, I was raised by my aunt and uncle and it was kept a family secret, you guys. And they split when I was 12. He left me with, uh, she was a wreck of a person, but he left me. He left us. He left both of us. I remember just feeling abandoned, you know. So my father's leaving. And then my mother one day um, comes home after her nervous breakdown. And she says to me, you know, my whole life, it's been, everything's been about you. And I've decided from now on, it's going to be all about me. And she wasn't kidding. She put on those tight jeans and those little tight crocheted tops and she wanted to be like 25 again. And she would go out dancing and bring men home in the middle of the night and she would come home drunk and she would leave sometimes for a week at a time. So again, I felt abandoned. Um, and then later in life, um, I remember finding out, you know, that I had a biological dad and my aunt, uh, she wanted me to meet my biological father. So when I was 18, they found me and I was thinking, you know, um, everybody wants to know really where they come from. I think it's just a normal human need. And I remember meeting him and really falling head over heels crazy about his brother, who was just Mr. Personality and handsome and warm. And that's really who I wished would have been my dad. But um, no. So, so the other gentleman was my father. We wound up having a friendship um, over the years for about 40 years. But I found out that he had walked out on my biological mom when I was an infant and he just didn't want to handle the responsibility. He left. He wound up signing papers so he didn't have to be responsible for me in any way. And I was adopted by my aunt and uncle. And so knowing all these things and knowing how these people are stepping away from you, you feel that sense of, why am I being left? Why am I being left? Why am I not important enough that you want to hold on to me? Aren't, aren't I desirable or cute enough or pretty enough or smart enough or thin enough, what do I have to do that people don't leave me? And going through this in life, these experiences became really hard. You know, as a young woman, um, I was pretty wild. Um, I was looking for acceptance. I was looking to be seen. I was looking to be loved. 
I was looking to be wanted. And luckily, I met an amazing person who is my husband. We're going to be celebrating 39 years together this March coming up. And I almost feel like God looked down and said, you know, you've really had the shit end of the stick in a lot of ways. I'm going to give you this one good thing, this one priceless gem in your life. And that turned out to be my husband, who's been my best friend, my husband, my lover, my my person. He is just my person. And I've talked to him about this abandonment issue I have. Um, I remember getting lost years ago. When I say lost, I couldn't find him in the store. And it was like 15 years ago. And I got so upset and I got so panicked. And I started feeling like he's left me. He left me in the store. He, where is he? He's not answering a cell phone. Why can't I find him? That panicky feeling from all these situations that happened to me, it all came back. And it's really, really hard. Um, so he sat down with me and he said, Trace, listen, the only way in this lifetime that I am going to leave you is if I die first. Otherwise, you are stuck with me, and I want you to know that. And I feel so glad to have found someone who really values me and sees me and loves me that much. Because I've had a lot of these things happen in my life. Um, not sure why. I've had some family members who I consider to be difficult people and we've parted ways and there's always that feeling of why didn't this work out, you know, why am I not a priority, you know, if you're so far down on the priority list that someone doesn't reach out to you, why bother reaching out to them over and over? It's like hitting your head against the wall and expecting not to get a headache. It's really stupid. It's really foolish. I am learning now that I have some really nice friends around me. You stick with people that come halfway on the bridge with you. There's a bridge. It could be an imaginary bridge. But you should be able to come across the bridge and see your friend. And they should be willing to come across the bridge the other way and see you when you need them. If they can't see you, they should be able to pick up the phone and call you. I really care about what's happening in my friend's life. I just had a dear friend whose husband passed away and I was so choked up talking to her and she's in Texas and I feel terrible that I can't be with her. 
because I'm nervous about going there because of COVID. And I'm like, oh my God, I just, I wish I could be there. I wish I could hug you. What can I do for you? And she started asking me about my husband's mom, who's 94, who had COVID. She started asking me about people in my life. How are you? How are they? When her husband just died. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is all about you. I don't want to talk about me whatsoever. I want to be there for you because you lost your husband who she loved dearly. She's the kind of person that meets you halfway on the bridge. She's sincerely caring about about you, what's going on in your life. And I'm sincerely caring about her and what's going on in her life. And if there's anything that I could do or just to be there emotionally, if she called me as she needed to, she hasn't. But if any of my friends were going through an emergency, they called me at two in the morning. If I heard the phone, I would pick it up. I would be there. I'm not going to leave them because they get ill or because things are, are uncomfortable. I'm not that kind of person. And the problem too is that I expect everybody to be more like me, which is very deep feeling, caring, thinking person. And so it's hard. Um, I recently lost my cousin over what I consider to be, um, and maybe it was an overreaction. I hadn't seen her in like seven, eight years. She could only come by my house for like two hours and I was feeling really bad. It's like, I was feeling kind of slighted. I was feeling kind of really low on her priority list. She was going on this long vacation and we were getting, you know, I was getting very little time and it really hurt my feelings. And I expressed that by leaving a message and saying, you know, my feelings are really hurt. Last time I saw you, I I came up to you and I spent four days with you and you're only spending two hours with me and I'm feeling really unimportant and I feel kind of slighted and I just don't understand why you can't at least um, stay longer. And it, it really it really bothered me. And instead of her talking it out with me, she was super defensive. Um, she told me that I ruined the trip. She wasn't going to stop by. And she basically brought up all the stuff that I didn't know was in there, like a big volcano, and just spewed these emails at me. And I was like, floored, like, oh my God, here I've been talking to my cousin for probably 10 years on the phone. We talk about my stuff. We talk about her stuff. We talk about what's happening in the world. We talk about everything. And Because I felt badly that she wasn't spending enough time with me because I really love her and I wanted to spend more time with her and probably because of my background from being abandoned so many times, you know, maybe I was too sensitive, but instead she turned it back on me and it was like this freaking volcano.
and she said horrible things and it really, really hurt. And what it pretty much came down to is, um, I'm expecting too much. I ruined the trip. I'm not appreciative of her, which I never said. And, you know, she wants this year to be all about her and all about her peace of mind and all about things that make her happy. And this was really distasteful to her. And um, she's talked to me about things in the past and, you know, made it sound like she's given so much more than I've given, which I don't agree with. Definitely not. And she blew me off. That's it. Our relationship is done over something so small. So, um, how do I feel about it? I felt numb for a while. I felt angry for a while. I felt like I really don't know this person. I really thought I knew her and I don't. Um, I really see that she had a lot of dislike in many ways. Um, and these underlying feelings of displeasure with me, which I had no idea. Oh my God, no clue. So again, those kind of things just slap you in the face. You know, they just, they slap you in the face. And I guess when you see things like this and there's little signs from people and you're feeling it, go with it. You know, pull back a little bit. You know, um, it's okay. Not everybody's going to be your best friend. Not everybody is going to be really close with you. You're not going to get the like and acceptance from everybody you meet. And there's people that are going to get on and off your train. You know, I call our life like the train ride. And people get on and people get off. And there's a time for when they're with you and they serve a purpose or you serve a purpose for them. And then there's times they leave. Like when friends die. And when I've had friends die, they don't mean to die. But again, do I feel that loss? Do I feel that that feeling of being left behind? I do. I really do. Um, when I found out my mother died. Um, terrible. And you know, guys, I don't know if I'm going to publish this because I know this is kind of a downer conversation and I'd rather be up and happy and, you know, kind of kidding around about certain things. Um, I guess I want to say it is normal for people to overreact a little bit if you've had all these abandonment issues in your life. If you've been a kid like I was in foster care. Um, it's normal. I think it's normal. I think I'm going to try to forgive myself a little more and stop being so hard on myself that I feel bad about these things. And I may not even publish this because I don't mean to be a downer, but what I want to do is share feelings with you guys and let you know that these things happen to all sorts of people. Um, it's not because you're a bad seed. 
it's not because you're a defective person. There's all sorts of personalities and people love in all sorts of different ways. And unfortunately, sometimes you have to guard your heart a little bit and be a little bit careful and hold back just a little bit. So when people do leave, you don't get so incredibly hurt. You know, I'm looking out of my slider right now and I'm looking at this beautiful bird and I swear to you, it looks like the same exact bird that came around when I found out that my mother and my aunt had died. I hadn't seen them, my biological mother in 25 years, and I hadn't seen my aunt in like 37 years. And I found out they died the same week in October during the first year of COVID. And I just, I felt devastated. Um for the loss of my bio mom, because I really loved her. Um, she was just very neurotic and very difficult to be around. And um, this little bird, you know, it came up to my back patio. I was reading her journals and I was thinking of her and I was praying, you know, that she's with God now. And I was sitting in the backyard and this little bird um, it's a particular looking different kind of a bird. I, I can't explain exactly, but it came onto the railing in the backyard and was kind of hopping near me and then hopping near me and then hopping near me. And I'm sitting down and I said, Jan, is that a sign from you? Is it you? If it's you, will you give me a sign? And the bird hopped off the railing and hopped towards my feet and just looked up at me. And stood there for a couple minutes. And it was just like this amazing, it was like this amazing feeling um, that she was present in that moment. So anyway, oh, you guys don't know where I'm going with this. But no, there's always people out there for you. There's going to be people that hurt and disappoint you in life. That is life. And there's going to be people that are lovely and wonderful and caring and understand you and stick by your side. So don't give up no matter what you do. Okay, guys, you've been listening to Hi Guys, Real Talk with Tracy. Thank you for listening and please share my podcast. Bye, guys.